Hey, we're so happy you found us online. The message you're about to hear was recorded live at Grace Family Church. We're a community following the call to love God, love people, and make a difference. We meet at four locations around Durban and at graceonline.tv. Go ahead and share this message, or you can download it and listen to it in your car or at home later today. Wherever you are in the world, wherever you're listening from, thank you for connecting with us. And may you be encouraged by the message coming up next. Thanks, Tom and the guys. It's great of you to join us. Um, I don't know about you, but I've been uh, asked to pray for a number of my friends and a number of people who have contracted this virus in the middle of this pandemic. It feels like a, it's taken hold of us. And uh, no doubt you're praying for some people. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm glad to report that, that those that we've been prayed for have, have made a recovery and are on the way to being well. Uh, but I wonder if at the start of this service we wouldn't just bow our heads together and just pray and you might whisper a name of somebody you know, but, but let's pray together. Let's pray. Lord, I, I pray, Lord, with all those who are sitting in their homes now, um, for, for all who are infected with this virus, I, I pray, Lord God, that, that you would uh, bring healing uh, to them, uh, strength of breath and, and health to their bodies. I pray for those who are not infected. I pray that you keep us all safe. And I pray for for all who are in, uh, affected by this virus, in the sense that it has affected our lives and our livelihoods. And so today, together, Lord, around the world as we gather in this place, we just ask that you, in your love and miraculous power, uh, would bring healing and courage and encouragement to all. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 God does something measurable always in answer to prayer. So let's faithfully look out for what God's doing in bringing healing to the world. We're in the second week of a series called Mastermind Inspired by Life Church. Uh, change your thinking and change your life is the big idea. Last week we had some technical cha challenges. Uh, uh, well done to those who managed to find your way back and hear the whole message. It's one not to be missed. If you missed it or part of it, and you want to win the battle of the mind, then head for our website and catch up. Tom did a great job of inviting us to diagnose first destructive thought patterns, that, that uh, lies that we listen to. And secondly, declare God's truth, which breaks the stronghold and gives us a new train of thought, as it were. We are learning in this series from the Apostle Paul, who radically changed his thinking and he changed his life. Your and my life goes in the direction of our dominant thoughts. And that's great news if you're thinking healthy thoughts, but it's not so great if you're not. And so today, with the help of God, let's train our brain, let's train our minds. Let's think for a change. You know, Galileo had a great mind. Einstein had a genius mind. Newton had an extraordinary mind. Bill Gates has a brilliant mind. Of course, me and you, well, never mind. <laughs> we got the looks, didn't we? Now, there's a thought that needs to be dispelled. 
No one else in the world has a mind like yours and a mind like mine. Hallelujah. Now Paul sets before us a great encouragement to think for a change. Paul the Apostle who had a radical shift in the way he thought. Paul who used to think that Christians should be put to death. They were blasphemous, they misrepresented God and they were dangerous to the world and the world order. He dedicated his life, the direction of his life, to the persecution of all Christ followers. They were called followers of the way, the way of Jesus. In an, in an, an encounter with Jesus, he changes his thinking. And his whole life, the direction of his life changes. His name, in fact, changes from Saul of Tarsus, filled with hate and anger and bitterness and violence, to Paul, the apostle, the preacher of love. And so now he writes, uh, and now he thinks differently, that Christians have the very means of life. So this is what Paul writes. In Romans we read, Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, which is pleasing, and which is perfect. Now I was struck by, by this idea. Here's the interesting thought. Let God, let God, God who is all-powerful, waits for us to let Him transform us. God who can do anything. Uh, respects us and honors us with waiting for an invitation from us. Let God change. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Let God. In a sense, the invitation is to be open to new thoughts. Many in history have held really fixed thoughts. I mean, these were some of the, some of the thinking long ago. Uh, he has a thought, man will never reach the moon, regardless of all future scientific advances, was a thought held. I think there is a world market for maybe five computers, said the chairman of IBM in 1943. <laughs> this telephone has too many shortcomings to be seriously considered as a means of communication. The device is inherently of no value uh, in, nine, in 1876, a thought held. We don't like their sound. And guitar music is on the way out, Decca recording in 1962 when they rejected the Beatles. Aeroplanes are interesting toys, but of no military value was a thought held uh, in France. Everything that can be invented, has been invented. And this was held, a thought held in 1899. Imagine that. A local municipality in Germany in 1819 listed six grave reasons, uh, uh, thoughts against street lighting. And they thought it through, man. Uh, these were the thoughts. Theologically, street lighting, it is an intervention in God's order. And God's order is to make nights dark. So don't have streetlights. There was a medical reason against streetlights. It'll be easier for people to be in the streets at night, afflicting them with colds. It was like a, a, a lockdown. Put the lights off and people will go home. Another thought, philosophical and moral. Morality deteriorates through streetlighting. Artificial lighting drives out the fear of the dark, which keeps the weak from sinning. <laughs> Thoughts, eh? Wow. 
The horse is here to stay, one said, one thought. But the automobile is only a novelty or a fad. And this was advice given to the president uh, uh, by the president of the Michigan Savings Bank to Henry Ford's lawyer. Uh, the lawyer ignored that thought uh, and invested $5,000 in Ford stock. He sold it for $12.5 million years later. The church says the earth is flat, a thought held. But I have seen its shadow on the moon, and I have more confidence even in a shadow than in the church. Ferdinand Magellan, the adventurer. The world used to think that women were inferior and expendable, that slavery was okay, and that apartheid was a biblical injunction. Thank God for those who thought for a change. We have walked on the moon. Um, and that was most significant for a man by the name of Mr. Gorski. You know, Lance Armstrong said a small step for, for man and a massive step for mankind. And when he got back into his uh, 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 rocket, he said, uh, good luck, Mr. Gorski. And for years, people wondered what he meant when he whispered it under his breath. And uh, <laughs> uh, when Mr. Gorski died, uh, Neil Armstrong um, revealed the secret. He said he was playing baseball in his uh, garden and the ball was hit over the fence and he went to fetch it and underneath Mr. and Mrs. Gorky's bedroom window, he heard her saying to him, you want sex? Uh, you'll have sex when the boy next door walks on the moon. <laughs> so, uh, he says, good luck, Mr. Gorsky. Anyway, that's another side. Almost all, we thank God for those who, who, who thought for a change. Almost all have computers, cell phones. Who doesn't have a cell phone, which is a computer, in your hand? We fly around the world and can communicate by telephone. We light the streets, for goodness sake, and we no longer hug the shore uh, uh, for fear of falling off the edge of the earth. We anticipate new inventions all the time. Women are viewed as equal. Slavery is universally condemned, although so real for us. And we live in a post-apartheid South Africa with much still to be done, all kinds of new thinking to be done to free us. Think for a change. But the stakes are higher than when it comes to just our thought life, when it comes to our thought life. Dr. Caroline Leaf, a South African, a communications pathologist and audiologist who has done pioneering work in the area of cognitive neuroscience, and that's big words. She describes scientific discovery as a discovery of God who has designed and made all things. And we know that God reveals his very nature and purpose in the things he has made. So here is what she found. 87% of current illnesses today are as a result of our thought life. What we think affects us emotionally, physically and intellectually. In fact, what you think affects every cell in your body. Toxic thoughts produce toxic emotions, which produce toxic attitudes, which result in toxic, destructive behaviors. Thought affects us. Thoughts change our DNA. And that was a powerful thought for me. Toxic thoughts get into our genes and can be transferred down four generations. Can you imagine that? It's a new take on the sins of the fathers being exacted on their children. Tom mentioned Proverbs 23 last week. For as he thinketh, thinketh as she thinketh in his heart, her heart, so he or she is. This rings true. Thoughts get into our genes. 
With all of this, Dr. Caroline Leaf concludes, your mind, my mind, your ability to think and choose is the most powerful thing in the universe after God. It is indeed fashioned after God. We are made in God's image. It is with our phenomenal minds that we understand the truths set down in our spirits. That we wire these things, these truths into our brain. That we develop the spiritual parts of who we are. That we reject or believe the lies about us and our world. That we change the physical reality of our brains to reflect our choices. That we decide to follow God's guidance and live in peace or in a sense choose chaos. So our thought processes change the brain and affect every cell of our body. This is scientifically called neuroplasticity. Uh, spiritually it is called renewing of the mind. What you think about yourself and others can have a dramatic effect on your life. I was struck by a talk I heard by Bishop Desmond Tutu years ago. He said the thoughts that had stuck in his mind growing up had had a profound effect of his sense of self and his sense of worth. In his history books in the Eastern Cape, he had learned that the Tkosas stole the cattle. Whenever he read of the Tkosa people and cattle, it was that they stole the cattle. But when he read about the settlers, he read that the settlers always found the cattle. The thought in his mind, me and my people are thieves and the settlers are clever. In his history books he learned that David Livingston came from far away to discover the Victoria Falls. <laughs> the people who had lived in the midst of the falls, water on their faces, required someone else to discover and point the falls out to them. Have you seen that? <laughs> How profound uh, this had uh, the effect it had on him he realized and as as an adult man when he boarded a flight and he looked left into the cockpit and proudly noticed the plane was to be piloted by two black men when turbulence hit his default thought was there's no white man flying this plane the thoughts that had dripped into his mind in his youth had influenced how he thought about himself and about others and he needed to think for a change. I don't know, friends, what thought, thoughts have found home in your mind about God. What thoughts are in your mind about you, what you think about you, about others and about the world. I, I don't know what thoughts whiz around your mind. Perhaps you think God doesn't care or, or God is not powerful. The world and your world is a mess. Perhaps you think, I'm not enough. And this is an incredible uh, thought that hits so many. I, I, I'm not enough. I'm not clever enough, beautiful enough, handsome enough, strong enough, quick enough. I'm not successful enough. Perhaps hurt by others, the thought that whizzes around your mind is that you've concluded that people are untrustworthy and therefore dangerous and so everyone is at arm's length. Perhaps this thought has been drip fed into your life. Perhaps you having done your worst and you have hurt others, you have hurt others you love, uh, have declared I'm unforgivable, I'm unlovable. This is the thought. 
And the invitation of Paul is think for a change. Let God. Let God. And when we let God, the change can be life-giving and eternal. It brings increasing health and peace to us. It brings us happiness. So friends, thought hit, thoughts hit us, don't they? The patterns of this world are forever before us. Lustful thoughts, angry thoughts, fear-filled thoughts, pride-filled, prejudice-producing thoughts. They hit us all the time. And each of these lead to an emotion, which lead to an attitude, which ultimately comes out in an action. Each of these thoughts change us emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And interestingly, the very process of a thought through the brain provides a choice or a gate, or as Tom talked about last week, a switch. That moment of choice where the thought is expelled literally through hot air. Or a chemical process by which that thought changes the structure of our brains. And the invitation is guard your gates. What thoughts are you expelling as hot air? And it's as simple as that's rubbish. That's not true. Or what thoughts are you entering and wiring into your body? And it becomes a part of who you are. Paul says, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. He continues his letter, if you read Romans chapter 12 and, and onwards, and, uh, and he provides us with a few things to think about, to think for a change. So what do you think about yourself and others? If you think you're not enough or less than, the invitation of Paul is think for a change. Think highly of yourself. We live in a world where that's harder to do, you know. Think highly of yourself. And then the question is, well, what do I think of others? And the invitation from Paul is think, think for a change. Think highly of others. Think of others more highly than you think of yourself. And this is an upward spiral of thinking. I think well of me and I think more of you. And the more I think of you well, the more I think of me well. And so our thoughts begin to wire and, and then we have a, a positive regard for one another. An unconditional positive regard for each other. What do you think about God? Is God distant, far away and uncaring, or simply unable to influence your life and the world? Well, Paul says, think for a change. Think of God as loving Father who seeks you out and gives His life for you. Think of this truth that nothing can separate you from the love of God. Not life, nor death, not anything in all the world can separate you from the love of God. Uh, you can't do anything to get God to love you more or less. Now, Paul says, follow this God with zeal. Just love Him back. What do you think about the challenges of life? And the challenges of life come rolling in at us. And I don't think we've been in a more challenging time, uh, certainly in my life. And our thoughts can be filled with fear or, or with faith. And Paul says, think for a change. Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction. It's tough, but, but, but God's going to get it right. And be faithful in prayer. These are thoughts when the challenges come rolling in. 
What do you think about your enemies? And man, uh, sometimes the, the natural thought is overwhelm, overpower and destroy your enemies. Paul says, think for a change. Why don't you bless those who curse you? <laughs> Why don't you simply bless them? What do you think about those in pain? And you don't have to look far to find people in this land in deep pain. Paul says, think for a change. Mourn with those who mourn. Let them in. Let your heart be moved. And rejoice with those who rejoice. What do you think about those who have caused you pain? And perhaps the natural response is revenge, you know. But he has a thought for a change. Do not repay evil with evil. Do not take revenge. Repay evil with good, with kindness. He puts a little caveat there, which I find always interesting. Uh, when someone treats you badly, treat them well, and it'll be like you're pouring coals on their head. So be kind so that they can burn. <laughs> it's interesting. But it's a, think, a thought for a change. Friends, you by God's design have a choice to think for a change, to, un, to entertain thoughts motivated by fear or faithful thoughts, and, and then you can build uh, those thoughts into your life. Whatever toxic things you've been thinking, uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf says that it takes four days of thinking differently to rewire your brain. In a way, you have the privilege of being your own personal brain surgeon under the guidance of God. As you say, God, would you change me into a new person by changing the way I think, letting God. Paul writes to the church in Philippi, he says, and he's in jail uh, in the shadow of the Colosseum, the might of Rome, he's facing almost certain death. He's old and he's cold and his reality is four walls of a prison. You would imagine his mind is filled with fear and anxiety and worry. But he writes these words to his friends in Philippi. He says, finally, brothers and sisters. It's kind of his last word to them. Whatever is true. Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned, and he says, man, now whatever you've learned uh, uh, or received or heard from me or seen in me, Put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. These are just beautiful words. Paul thought differently. He acted differently. He invites them to think differently and then follow his actions. What we think changes us. Let God. The thinking in this verse to the Philippians is, is in a sense to calculate. Work these things out in your life. The things that are true and good and noble and admirable. If you don't like the direction your thoughts are taking, then think for a change. And the invitation is let God. Let God remind you that you are His beloved and He's pleased with you. And you may think God can't be pleased with me. How can He love me? Dispel it as hot air. Let God remind you that nothing uh, you can do 
can have him love you more or less. God is clearly blind to what I've done or not done. Hot air, dispel the thought. Let God remind you that his grace and forgiveness is for you before you even think of God. I've got it all wrong might be a thought and my life is a mess. I wish I could redo it. I'm going nowhere and I deserve what I have. Dispel the thought is hot air. Let God remind you that he has a good, perfect and pleasing plan for your life. You may say, really God? Let God remind you that he gave his life for you. Now friends, you can let God. Let God change you. By a simple prayer. It goes like this. You can find your own words, but these may be words you want to pray. You don't like the direction your life is going on and you want to just let God change you. It seems he waits. God of all power and love waits for us to let him in. And you might want to pray, oh God, I accept your love and grace. It's undeserved. But I accept your love and grace. I, I'm your beloved. And you forgive me. Even me. Even me. You have a good, perfect and pleasing plan for my life. Thank you. Now God, help me to think for a change. Friends, a simple prayer. A simple prayer. I'm going to leave it up for a moment and it's there for you to pray. And if this is a prayer that you want to pray and just you want to think for a change, you want to train your mind and you want to think for a change, then you can let us know. Uh, you can either do that by a direct message. You can put it in the comments column. Uh, and If there's a button there for you to click, you can click it. Uh, for some, there might be a button to say, I want to. I want to take another step. We'd love to just partner with you on this journey. Because God, God who is all powerful and all loving, loves you. Think for a change. Friends, God bless you. God bless you and, and go well. May you have an awesome week.